If you overgive, you will be loved. That person won't leave you. And it's this transactional way of thinking that is actually a detriment to ourselves and our relationships. Welcome to Codependency Alchemy, the podcast where we explore the power of transformation and healing in codependent relationships. I'm your host, Alyssa, and I'm here to share my own personal journey with codependency and the valuable tools that I have learned along the way. Through sharing some of my own personal cringy moments, we'll dive deep into the patterns and behaviors that contribute to codependency. From setting boundaries to overcoming people-pleasing tendencies, we'll cover a range of topics related to codependency and offer actionable tips for creating healthy, fulfilling relationships. And that's not all. I'll be taking questions from our community, offering compassionate and insightful advice for those struggling with codependent patterns in their own lives. Whether you're dealing with codependency in a romantic relationship, with family members, or even in friendships, this podcast provides a brave and supportive space for exploring your challenges and finding practical solutions. Check out the show notes or description box below if you'd like to find ways to support the show and be featured in a future episode. So let's begin this journey of alchemizing codependency into sovereignty and discover the power of self-love, healing, and transformation in your relationships. Here is this week's episode. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's podcast episode where we are going to get into overgiving and self-sacrificing as one of the codependency patterns that we're going to navigate together. I really loved having this topic brought up in Codependency Alchemy, the membership. If you don't know about the membership space, it is a group of women that meet three times a month on Zoom, where we move through a masterclass, an alchemy call, where we do an energy healing, group coaching, and a private group Voxer, where we all get to share our real life experiences and how to navigate the real moments when these patterns show up. So a couple months ago, we were diving into overgiving and self-sacrificing, and I wanted to bring some of the conversation here for us to discuss. So let's get clear about overgiving and self-sacrificing and what we think that it provides us with versus what it is actually providing us with. This was just such a huge aha moment for me when I was sitting with this conversation and reflecting on it in my own life because, hello, I am a human and I'm still navigating these patterns as well. So the first question that I invited the women in this group to play with was, what are we making these tendencies or these patterns of overgiving and self-sacrificing mean about us. So I'd love for you to just take a moment to pause and reflect and think about a time where you have overgiven. 
reflect on a time where you've self-sacrificed. And just allow yourself to really immerse yourself in that memory and that experience. Maybe it happened today. Maybe it happened last week. And just taking note of what are we making our self-sacrificing mean about us? What are our hopes when we are in this pattern? So something that might help you in uncovering the maybe hidden agenda behind overgiving and self-sacrificing is to finish this sentence. If I overgive or if I self-sacrifice, then I will be what? Then I will get what? Just take a moment to notice the words or the feelings that come up. So I took some notes on what the women in the group shared that they were making overgiving and self-sacrificing mean about them. Some of them were, if I give to them, then I will be appreciated. If I give to them, then I'm a good person. If I give to them, then I will be nice, appreciated, and they will do the same for me, which is an important piece to uncover. What are we doing in hopes to receive the same thing in return? If I give to them, then I will be worthy of receiving. Some women shared, if I give to them, then I'm being generous. And if I'm being generous, then they will like me. If I overgive, then I am not a bad mom, partner, or person, and I won't be abandoned. (sighs) If I give them honesty, then it will be reciprocated, and I will be safe. If I give to them, then my needs will be met. If I make sure that their needs are met, I will be safe. If I overgive to them, then I will be loved and they will never leave. One woman even shared, overgiving is a way to earn forgiveness when, for when I'm not perfect. So I want us to begin to notice the transactional agenda behind overgiving and self-sacrificing. We're in this pattern with the belief that if you give, you will get something in return. If you overgive, you will be appreciated. If you self-sacrifice, you'll never be left. If you overgive, you will be loved. That person won't leave you. And it's this transactional way of thinking that is actually a detriment to ourselves and our relationships. Because now we're going to lead into the consequences of these patterns. Which is uncovering how we feel when we're in the pattern of overgiving and self-sacrificing. 
So I want you to go back to that memory that came up for you that you were tapping into at the beginning of this. Thinking back to a time when you were overgiving or self-sacrificing. And I want you to finish this sentence now. I feel blank when I overgive or when I self-sacrifice. When you're in that pattern, how are you feeling? When I posed this question to the women in the group, some of their responses were, I feel resentful. I feel unappreciated. I feel burnt out and used. It feels detrimental to my overall health. I feel lied to. I feel not seen. I feel angry. I feel confused, like, didn't I do what I was supposed to do? I feel out of touch with myself. I feel unwanted. And this leads me to this question. Is it actually generous if it comes with a price? If your overgiving comes with the price of how you feel about yourself, if overgiving and self-sacrificing comes to the detriment of your overall well-being, if it's meant to make you feel appreciated yet you feel unappreciated, then we have to reality check this pattern. If overgiving and self-sacrificing is to provide you with appreciation, safety, love, being a good person, being a nice person, and yet you feel resentful, burnt out, lied to, unwanted, unappreciated, then who is this overgiving and self-sacrificing really for? And is overgiving really what you think it is? Is it really doing what you think it's doing? So now we're going to lean into a little somatic practice. And somatics is when we allow ourselves to feel into our body to see where these stories, these beliefs, these core wounds live. Because our body, our bodies have a story to tell. And a lot of times we're not listening. We've been taught to not listen to our body. We've been taught to override them. And so I want you to take a moment to feel how overgiving feels in your body. Take three breaths here to identify where it lives. 
When you hear me say the word overgive, where does your body light up and what is the felt sense? Does it have a color, a texture? Does it feel heavy or light? And taking a deep breath in and exhaling out. Now allowing yourself to feel self-sacrifice. When you hear me say the word self-sacrifice, where do you experience that in your body? Where does it live? How does it feel? Notice if it has a color or a shape, a texture, And just noticing it. And taking a deep breath in. <sighs> taking the next moment to experience where receiving lives in your body. Receiving. Just notice its qualities, notice its texture, its shape, its color, and where you feel it in your body. And taking a deep breath in. And the last one. Allowing your body to experience where balance lives in your body. Balance. What sensations do you feel and where do you feel it when you hear me say the word balance? And taking the next moment to take a deep breath in. Now that you've allowed yourself to feel, experience, be with these parts of us, then notice how your body is responding, communicating, feeling. I would love to invite you into a practice of now communicating and asking it, what it needs. 
This is how we cultivate a deeper, more intimate relationship with ourselves. This is where we reclaim our power because the wisdom and the information to everything you need is within you. So your invitation is to ask, what does the part of you that overgives and self-sacrifices need? What does that part of you need from you? And just notice if a word or an action or a visual comes to mind. Without overthinking it, just allowing it to be true and land for you. And the next question that I want to give you all as an invitation is, what does the part of you that receives and has balance need for you to anchor into it more deeply? I would love if you took the next few moments to reflect with me, sharing in the comments how overgiving felt in your body, how self-sacrificing felt in your body, and how receiving and balance felt in your body. And you can take your reflection to the next step what does the part of you that overgives and self-sacrifices need from you? And how can you meet that need? And I would love to hear in the comments what the part of you that receives and has balance needs for you to anchor into it more deeply. I notice for myself and those that I've worked with that these next steps of reflection and asking and giving are sometimes where the most resistance comes in. And so trust in your process, trust in your journey, trust in your divine unfolding. If you feel ready to ask the questions and move, I'm celebrating you in that. If you're feeling the resistance and the contraction and taking some time before moving, I'm celebrating you in that as well because this, my loves, is sovereignty. See you next time. Thank you for joining me on Codependency Alchemy. I hope this podcast continues to offer you valuable insights and tools for breaking free from destructive patterns and creating healthy, fulfilling connections with others. Remember, healing from codependency is a journey, and it's important to be patient and compassionate with yourself along the way. 
Whether you're just starting out on your path or you've been working on your codependency for a while, know that you're not alone and that it's possible to create meaningful change in your life and in your relationships. If you have any questions or feedback, please don't hesitate to reach out. I'd love to hear from you. And if you found this podcast helpful, be sure to subscribe and leave a review so that others can discover these valuable insights and tools as well. Check out the show notes or description box below to find ways to support the show and be featured in a future episode. Thanks again for tuning in. And remember, you are worthy of healthy, fulfilling relationships. And you have the power to transform your codependency into sovereignty. Until next time, be well and I love you so much.